We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, and it's time to sit down with a local documentarian. Kent, is that your official title, documentarian? I, I'm an independent producer, but I like okay. that better. I'm a well, I was going to say documentarian's a lot to put down, but independent producer, I think, is even more. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, in the independent producer doesn't make you sound so damn old. <laughs> <laughs> So Kent, uh, you can call me whatever. I can call it a lot worse. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> Kent is uh, the producer of the Sunset Speedway movie, The Only Place to Be. And obviously that was a big tagline for Sunset Speedway, The Only Place to Be on Sunday night. It was one of the marketing tools. Kent, talk about how this whole thing got started and uh, and how long you've been working on it. Sure. A, a couple of years, guys. Uh, and let me begin by thanking you for having me uh, on the show here today. You know, Sunset, I, I, a couple of a couple of years ago, I just, I think it was uh, the Facebook page that I discovered, the, the I Miss Sunset Speedway. And yeah. I started reading the Facebook thing, and I, I just thought, wow, I'm not the only guy out there that really misses uh, Sunset Speedway. And so that was that was something, video production is what I do, and, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to make sure that, uh, that Sunset Speedway uh, is not forgotten. And, and and these great drivers, you know, we've lost a lot of them already. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, many others are, you know, deep into their eighth, ninth decades of life. And so I thought it, it would just be a shame if uh, if they were to go away and, and take their stories with them. Yeah, because there's always – my favorite thing about talking to all these drivers for dirt racing is, yeah, we can talk about the results and and when your car broke loose when you were on the low side coming out of turn two or whatever – but I like those stories after the races, at the garage, the, the stories that, that, that you don't see on the newspaper stats sheet. That's what I love about it is those stories that I think you did a really good job of this documentary capturing. Terrific, yeah. Yeah, Bill Rick was Bill Rick was a character. And I actually, I grew up in Fremont, and, and Bill was in Arlington, so he wasn't too far from me. And so I have, I have some memories of Bill you know, off the racetrack, and, and he was just as big a personality as a farmer. As he, as he was a race car driver, a, a, a fun guy. Yeah. yeah, he was one of the great ones, and unfortunately gone too soon. The documentary starts out, and in, in, in the the, the uh, promotional piece you sent me, was that the full one, or was that just a preview? Let's see. I sent you, was it the hour-long show? Yeah. Right. That That is it. Now, okay. that was one of the early copies, and I've revised it. Okay. Since that time, I've added some more footage. I've added some more. I came across some great photographs, um, uh, rearranged a few things, but, and then I've added bonus features to it. Okay. But yeah, it's. I mean, so it was. It's very close. That's that's close. Good deal. Uh, by the way, if anybody wants to order this, you can have it in just a couple of days. Sunsetspeedwaymovie.com. I love the URL because it's nice and simple. <laughs> Sunsetspeedwaymovie.com. The only place to be. So. Talk about some of the hurdles to getting this started. I, I know that uh, you know when, when I was watching watching it, and you had the Kaziskis, Bob, Steve, and Joe. You guys actually must have broke into Sunset Speedway because I understand you're not supposed to go over that racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. No, no, you're not. And in, and in fact, on my website, I tell the story when I probably five six years ago, I took a motorcycle ride up to uh, to Sunset. And at that time, there was uh, there was a fence up, and, and um, there was there were signs, you know, no. Tr- Trespassing. Well, it, it was laughable because the the fence had been ripped away from those steel posts, rolled up like a window shade, and, and people were crawling underneath there. Obviously, you know. So, and which I did as well. You know, and I, I so I crawled underneath, and it was 
was just it was it was eerie being back at sunset for the first time in so many years and you know now at that time trees you know just growth weeds everywhere but you know the wall is still there uh, a handful of the outbuildings were still standing you know so yeah so the first obstacle was that yeah was to break the law you know and <laughs> then the next one was to get the Kaziskis together and those a lot of these guys are are, are retired you know they're they're around but but Joe and Joe and Steve, of course, were still involved in the, in the the operation of I eighty Speedway, and so it was difficult to get the three those two and Bob together. And we struggled with that for actually a couple of months. We'd be ready to go, uh, and then it would ring, and then we we would be ready to go, and something would come up with our schedule. So yeah, that that was an obstacle right right there, and you you couldn't do the show yeah without the Kaziskis. Yeah, well, that's, that's tough that's to get. Given. It's tough to get Steve just to agree to talk to you. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you two things. Kudos. I mean, first off, it, it's a hurdle, like you just mentioned, to get all three of those guys together in one area. Even though they work at the shop together, they're they're always going. Two, to get Joe Kaziski to settle down long enough to do that long of an interview. And three, like Dirk just said, to get Steve Kaziski to talk. <laughs> Oh, for crying out loud! Okay, well then I do feel feel honored, you know. Yeah. Now maybe yeah, they, they knew my brother Rob well, and 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 Nurk, you said you knew Rob yep. as, as too, and so and, and Rob Rob was a likable guy, and so maybe that um maybe that gave me a, a a bit of an end. But once once they got there, and and you know I could tell as we we're wiring them up, getting ready to take a walk on the racetrack, you know, their I think their minds were already on other things. But once we got out there and they started talking, uh, they would have kept on going for quite a while before I finally said, you know, gosh, we, we have enough. Thank you for your time. Yeah. So once once they were out there, the stories just kept coming out. And things that I just didn't know about Sunset, that there had been um, grandstands uh, on the other side of the racetrack. You would have looked to the west and, and, and have seen other fans. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what these guys did. You know, the, the Kaziskis, they walked around and, and, and I, I, I speak about this in, in a little story I wrote on the website is that, you know, Steve, Steve would, would say, you know, I remember this. Joe would add to it and he'd say, well, yeah, there was also this. And, and Bob, who, who wasn't really saying much at all, when they finally didn't know anything, they'd Bob would chime in and he'd say, and they had this too. I mean, yeah. he would just, he would add things. And so we were, you know, we were pulling together uh, or putting together uh, just a great recap of, of Sunset. Yeah, well, J- Joe and Steve would have been like, you know, I think I'm in between the two in age, you know, or maybe a year apart type thing. Uh, so they'd have been like, you know, my age, four, five, six years old, whatever, sitting probably in the grandstands, uh, you know, and of course Bob was, you know, racing. But uh, uh, I don't remember exactly when Joe started racing. I'm going to say 76 maybe, and Steve was a couple years later. So Yeah, yeah, we're talking about right. We're talking with Kent. Kent Taylor, the producer of The Only Place to Be, a Sunset Speedway documentary. You can get more information, sunsetspeedwaymovie.com. You can order it online right now. And Kent, you said uh, that's taken about a week to 10 days to get shipped out? Right. Right now, with the Memorial Day holiday, I would say ten days. So. Okay, it really is amazing to me. I mean, obviously, I come in after all these people. I'm I've only been a part of the dirt racing world for uh, about seven years now, and it continuously amazes me that this little racetrack in Omaha, Nebraska, had such an impact, obviously locally, with so many people that went out and watched racing and just have so many special memories, but also nationally. That was just one of the toughest tracks to race, but it was such a great racetrack to be at, and it's amazing that this was just right in our backyard. That's that's interesting. That's a great uh, story to hear. You know, and I I compare it to, um, you know, if, if you've been to Lincoln and, and the Zoo Bar, I mean, it's like, 
you, you could, it's a great old blues location, and you could, you, you could build a place that has better acoustics. You could have more comfortable seating. You could have better, you know, or, or lighting that, that is moon setting. But you can't recreate the zoo bar. And I think that that's, that's Sunset Speedway. You know, yeah. you were so close to the action. Uh, the seats were, were high. As, as Leon Zeitner says in the show, that you were 30 yards, 40 yards max. <laughs> From the action, you were on top loud. of it. Yeah, you were, you were, and and they they tried to keep you away from the fences, but a lot of people were were, were down, especially on demolition derby night. <laughs> oh, that was standing. nuts! <laughs> right, my goodness, right by the. I mean, the footage that I have of uh, demolition derby, and uh, and by the way, George Murphy, the great old announcer, trying to to maintain interest. I mean, I, Dirk, you can help me, but I, I think the demolition derbies might have gone on for at least an hour maybe longer every once in a while every once in a while you'd have a huge car count for one i mean there'd be 40 or 50 cars and sometimes there was only 18 20 22 i used to i mean i started working at the track in 89 and i used to have to do some of the safety check-ins for them which was wasn't that big a deal but yeah some of those car counts were huge and i know you got some uh, some footage of the bikini contest that went on <laughs> and i mean some of the stuff that went on out before when they were loading these gals into the back of the pickup that they drive them down the front stretch on and then, you know, back into the wall and stuff was just crazy. And then every once in a while, you'd have some drunk dude in there. <laughs> That'd have been me. Right. You, I, I remember being there one night just as a specter of hands. I, I swear to you that Sugar Bear himself jumped in the back of a pickup and entered the bikini contest. He very well could have. Very well could have. Um, yeah, and, and that he came down the front stretch uh, shirtless. You know, and flexing, and uh, you know that I guess I should have asked his uh, his sons about it that day. But I, I have that memory as a kid. Of course, he was, as you said, it wouldn't have been surprising. He was such um, a character. Once again, we're talking with Kent Taylor, the director of the Sunset Speedway movie, The Only Place to Be. You can get more information, sunsetspeedwaymovie.com. Kent, what I really, really enjoyed about this, obviously you covered the big the big families that were involved in racing, the big drivers that everyone knows the names, the Kaziskis, the Zeitners. You talked with uh, Glenn Roby and Bill Rick's wife, but you would mentioned Sugar Bear there that you also brought him in, that he wasn't somebody that lit up the stat sheet, but he was a huge crowd favorite. He, he, he was. He was. And, you know, he's one of those guys that if, uh, oh, I don't know who said this, but if he didn't exist, he would have invented him because you just can't buy that kind of a character. He was uh, out there in the Cadillac. I mean, purple. you're not going to win in the Cadillac, a purple Cadillac. And some of the footage that I have, he's going sideways about as often as he's going, you know, in, in a straight line, you know. and But, uh as they say, you know, both his uh, his sons and Craig Kelly will say he 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 loved the spotlight. He loved the limelight. He just wanted to be the center of attention, and he just fed on the uh, the um, the ador- the adulation he received. And so the the frisbees and and you know his son told me that they'd spend all afternoon painting the the bear paws on those frisbees, and he'd go in and throw them into the stands, you know, on Sunday nights. And um, yeah, he was he was. I just thought, you know, just as you couldn't do a show without the Kaziskis, if you're going to try to talk about the other classes, hobby stocks, the street uh, street stock class, you know, if I can pick one guy, it would have to be Sugar Bear. 
as far as our area goes, and I'm going to say 200 miles in any direction, he was the originator locally of giving away free koozies and whatever else with those Frisbees. When he showed up with those Frisbees, uh, and like you said, they would, uh, I don't remember if they painted them on, it looked like they drew them almost with Sharpies, but they had the bear paws on them and they were purple, just the same color as his car. And him and his boys would get out and what would they throw out? Maybe 40 of them a night, I think. Well, there's this, I've got a photo of him and he's probably carrying that many in each arm i mean yeah yeah. all right man we appreciate you coming on the show once again kent taylor sunsetspeedwaymovie.com kent do you have enough for part two because i'm ready for part two already (laughs) (laughs) you know one thing i thought about and 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 i'm going to hear this from a lot of people i know that i'm going to get a facebook post or a response and i'm going to say where's this driver where's that driver absolutely and for after yeah but it's just after 53 years, who do you, I mean, it's a given you include the Gazisky's. Mm-hmm. You include Glenn Roby. He won the first race. You include uh, Jim Wyman, a champion for, for many years. Um, yeah, there are many, many other guys that, that could be in the show. So we'll see. Once again, Cam, we appreciate you coming on the show and talking about this, and, and thank you for doing it. It was uh, it was a great experience for me to be able to watch it and enjoy it and kind of live some of that history that so many people have talked about. Once again, sunsetspeedwaymovie.com, the only place to be a documentary about Sunset Speedway. And, Cam, uh, thanks so much again for your time. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dirk. The thing I love about Sunset Speedway and about dirt racing is that there's no end to the stories. You can sit around a group for hours and drain a a distillery of alcohol just telling stories about your times at this track your it, events at this and it there's just so many of those stories and i i love that kent has started to put some of those down on film and you'd uh if you got the the right group of people for every one of those stories you'd probably hear it three different ways <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Uh, We talked a little bit about it on a couple of shows ago. We are are working together with Quaker Steak and with Kent to do some sort of a Sunset Speedway event at Quaker Steak. We're just waiting for the COVID restrictions to get lifted, and then we're going to do that. In the meantime, I highly suggest you go to sunsetspeedwaymovie.com and get your DVD now. It's a one-hour documentary. It's a great documentary. I had a a great time watching it. I thought, I'll, I'll pop it in, and I'll watch it for about 20 minutes, and then I'll catch up the rest of it tomorrow night. I watched the entire thing through couldn't put it couldn't stop it i I stayed up till like one o'clock in the morning uh sipping on some whiskey just enjoying it it is a fantastic documentary uh sunset sunset speedway movie.com for more information on the whiskey now (laughs) that's the toughest thing about being back on the radio i haven't got to drink while we're doing the show we're going to take a break Brittany from multi-care medical in bellevue is going to be right around the corner in turn three